welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Have you ever had a question for the opposite sex in which you seek to be answered authentically? On this podcast, that is exactly what we do. I discuss intimate topics with guests as they share their point of view about dating, sex and relationships. We are raw and authentic to reveal the essence of how the opposite sex feels about today's topic we are exploring. If you have a question, please feel free to write to us and ask. It just might inspire our next episode and get answered. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's dive in deep to today's topic. Welcome to our Deeper Secrets Revealed podcast. I'm Sarah Finlay and thank you so much for listening. Today we'll be discussing why isn't sex compatibility part of the checklist when dating? To offer the male perspective, I've invited a friend, Mike. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Excited. Yeah, I'm excited about this topic to talk to you about it. So I talk about this a lot in life, uh, which is sexual compatibility when dating. And it's considered taboo, actually, to include sexual compatibility as part of a serious item on the checklist when dating from the various responses that I've received. How do you feel about this, adding sexual compatibility to the checklist when dating? Well, you know, I'd, I'd have to probably ask you um, if you could break that down a little for me, because, you know, what comes to my mind when I'm thinking sexual compatibility and doing it as a checklist, it's, uh, you know, my thinking or are you thinking like, is this person open to exploring? Um, what are these person likes? What is this person like in terms of? Yep, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, as an example like some people have a high sex drive some people have a low sex drive I think that needs to be compatible maybe mm. some people are into swinger parties some other people aren't some people are into outdoor adventures other people aren't like there's there's such a spectrum yeah. of it so my Interesting. yeah my thing is I think that ne- it needs to be compatible with your partner that you're basically sort of into the same thing or if you haven't maybe tried something you're open to exploring yeah, that's great. I mean, there's also the the simplistic form, which is like, let me tell you how sexual compatibility works the best. It's either my dick goes up or my dick does nothing. And that is my <laughs> sexual compatibility right there. So. <laughs> well, that's physical attraction, right? <laughs> uh, absolutely. No, so. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, or no, maybe there's first, stress or maybe first, there's too many beers that night. Yeah, yeah, when you first talked about this, I was like, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, but no. Um no, I think it's important. To me, it comes back just communication and, and being open. And I, it's interesting that when you say taboo too, it's it, it's it seems with society these days, it's people find it weird to even talk about that stuff or what they're into or just ideas or, or things like that. And I'm not sure. You know, to me, there's a lot of invisible rules that society's put on that uh, I think causes separation and, and judgment with each other. So for me, it, I, I enjoy having odd conversations and, and opening up the can of worms and uh, understanding where the person's coming from, where the woman's coming from and, and what she is into. You know, in, uh, in this kind of frame of mind, we're thinking that have you thought about do you talk about this on the first date or do you get to know the person and, you know, and that type of, I mean, obviously you get to know the person, but like, where does this come up for you? 
<laughs> a few ways. Um, you're leading into a few things later on that I plan to talk oh, okay. about, actually, oh, so I'm not right. going to jump too far <laughs> in ahead. But, yeah, I've stopped dating people because I don't think there's sexual compatibility, just full stop. So, uh, so it's a pretty serious one on my checklist. Like if it's if it's not there, like personally I've got a high sex drive and I'm surprised as probably a lot of other people are out there, but there are a lot of men out there that have a low sex drive. So if I work that out. That I know to strike that off, and I've I've learned from you know past relationships and things like that because often you'll hear people say, "Oh, it gets better with time." It'll get better with time. I'm like, really? I've lived that. It doesn't. So I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. If I've for me, it I have thought about. I think it's it is interesting to put it on a uh, like a checklist, like as your first question was, you know, how do you feel about it? So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think if if a woman brings it up to me it's like all right yeah let's let's have that conversation you know i had <laughs> so as had a male do you have it on your checklist though or are you not really worried about that you're you're looking at other things at the moment i tend to yeah i tend to kind of just feel into things i feel like i have a i can trust my intuition with situations and if there's chemistry and that kind of flow then i enjoy you know, just feeling that and, and understanding what kind of safe, how, how do I feel safe with this woman? You know, and that's kind of the thing I tend to build on is, is a safe container with the woman. Am I able to get vulnerable? I feel comfortable opening up to her. So once that kind of happens, then I think the sexual compatibility starts going for me. But I guess I've been blessed in terms of the, the sex drive, the, the women I've dated or been in relationships with. I feel like I've always had a good sexual connection with. Uh, there's been obviously there's been there's been times where we've not had sex, and I think that was not because of the compatibility, but that was other things that were occurring in terms of, you know, maybe not all my needs were being met or her needs weren't being met, and we didn't communicate that. And so, but I still think most of the women I dated I had good sexual compatibility with. I have to take a trip down memory lane here, actually. Uh, now I gotta think about this. Yeah, no. Was the sex I, great or was it good? Uh, like, was it really um, great or was it good? It's been different across the board. Uh, so that's an interesting thing to, to talk about, actually. <laughs> 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 huh. uh, surprise questions. <laughs> surprise questions. Here we go. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for me at an early age, uh, I had a little. I had some some shame around sex and my experiences and how I lost my virginity and things like that in terms of just, I was, you know, in a lot of areas of heavy intoxication and, and those things. So that affected me and, and, uh, my ego, I guess, you know, yeah. I would say. So, um, once I was able to, you know, come out of that and stuff, then it, it was about, for me was, was just about the, uh, connection aspect. But to, I, I did remember, I remember having a conversation with one woman, one woman I had a date on and um, we were texting after the date and we got into some sexual conversation and we, she said, Oh, I, I like, like, I like it rough. Like I like it, like a, like a porn, you know? Mm. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a big thing to say <laughs> after, you know, one date with somebody. I think that's great. Good on her. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was interesting to see how I compartmentalized her because I was like, Obviously, when I'm really connected with someone, I feel safe. Like, I love to explore. I love yeah. to explore different types of um, sexual avenues. And, yeah, like, in the moment, yeah, having it rough is good, especially when you have that trust with the guy um, or the woman. But I always enjoy having conversations in that type of realm. So, if 
sometimes I bring up, you know, talking about your old, some of your recent episodes, bringing up monogamy, open relationships. I love to just explore what the woman thinks about that stuff and what, and what the woman thinks about sex. And, you know, I recently I've asked some women, like, what do you think happens to you after you have sex with a guy? You know, like, do you think about unconscious things that attach yourself or things like that or emotionally and, and that stuff? But yeah, I think it's important to me, communication is key. And I think it's important to, if like you have a high sex drive, find out about it with the guy, you know, um, uh, as a guy, I would love for a woman to, but see, to I'll ask tell me, you this. Every guy seems to think that he can perform and provide and has the same sex drive. That is not the case. <laughs> well, I will, I will fess up to, I believe that women have a much higher sex drive than men. Oh, wow. Um, really? I, you know, I, as a, as a male, I mean, I guess when you get deep into yourself and explore Tantra, which is not about sex, more about a relationship with yourself and breathing, but eventually from what I understand is you can, males can have multiple orgasms, things like that. But traditionally, stereotypically, you know, once we finish a sex session, we need a little bit of a break where I think <laughs> women, you know, can, can keep going. So, uh, I believe women in general have a higher sex drive than men. When they, when a woman opens up and feel, feels comfortable, comfortable within herself, then I think she can have a very high sex drive. Yeah, cool. Um, so I'm not sure if I answered your question directly, but <laughs> roundabout, right? Be, roundabout be prepped way. for this because I tend to just go all over the place. So hopefully we can you right, have to I'll bring put you a back. harness on me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bring yeah. you back. So I suppose what I'm going to add to this is I've just received clarity. I, I feel like maybe the past two months that I feel like for me what I'm looking for because I'm ready for a relationship, um, but I don't need one. Very two different things. But the <laughs> <laughs> key, key word there. Yeah, <laughs> do not need, need. Ready. Yeah, it's got to be right. I'm not, you know, flying, you know, committing to just anyone or anything. And for me, the um, compatibility is broken up in four areas. So it's intellectual. Are they smart enough for me? Emotional. Are they emotionally balanced? Do they start working on themselves or are they like waking up? Sexual, physical physical attraction, obviously, but then sexual compatibility. Do they have a high enough sex drive? Are they open to things, et cetera, et cetera? And then the fourth one I like to call the magical X factor chemistry, which actually you can never put your finger on it per se. No one ever can, but it, it's either there or it's not. If I don't have the combination of the four, I'm not going to enter into a relationship with the man. Mm. So, so you- Sexual yeah, compatibility you, you is part of the four. checklist. I want all four. So sexual compatibility is part of the checklist, but I'm not saying it's the only thing. It's it's one of four areas. Yeah, uh, that's great. I, I love that. Yeah, I think I don't have a specific checklist, but I do believe those things fall into it for me. You know, intellectually, I definitely would like a woman that can hold her own and go real deep on topics, you know, and I mean, I love exploring the unknown. I love questioning things. So yeah, that intellectual um, compatibility. That's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, when a, when a woman, um, to me is, it has a hard no on something and it's like, ah, you know, not, not, you know, just, just anti or not even willing to, to explore mm-hmm. That's a pretty big red flag. That, yeah, like, that could right, also right, tie. Not work. Yeah, that could also tie into an emotional checklist not met there. Like maybe a little bit imbalanced or whatever. Yes. One wasn't met. Yeah, so that's absolutely. How I'm looking at yeah. It. yeah. 
Yeah, that's very true. That's a good point. And uh, I think like that's to me, it, it's it always comes back to just, are, is this person willing to at least communicate and have the conversation with me about mm. it? I, you know, in terms of sexual compatibility, it's like, are you willing to just be open to exploring or even talking about it? You mm. know, and, and, and if you're not like, are you willing to talk about why you feel uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. You know, we always, we always say uncomfortable is a bad thing. It doesn't need to be a bad thing. It's just a, it's just a feeling. I think uncomfortable is a great thing. I agree. Um, let's, yeah, let's explore what's going on with your body there. You know, for me, when I'm getting to know a woman and we're becoming sexual, I have the intention to, to go slow and to just explore. Uh, that doesn't always happen. You know, in, in the heat of it, sometimes it, it gets a little rushed. But I notice that when I'm able to to go slow and, and just explore with the woman through kissing and touching and not have to go straight to sex, that opens up a really neat world for me. And, and then to continue to communicate about just what I'm feeling, what they're feeling outside, you know, whether it's during it or, or after or before. For me, there's a lot of energies that, that go on that I tap into. Um, I think traditionally a lot of people probably don't have that going on, you know, and, and, uh, that can turn into, you know, an interesting thing of like one night stands or, Oh, he was good or he wasn't good or it was all, it wasn't all that great. But I think when you're able to open up communication and be willing to be vulnerable with each other, then you create a tighter connection and then the sexual compatibility can, can really grow with it. So, you know, you were talking about, if it's not all that great the first time, can it get better as it goes on? I think it can if the people are are communicating, you know, and are, are opening up about what's about what's going on. Um, I know you talked me a little bit about your past relationship, and uh, <laughs> I, I can't quite remember, but it seemed like you were a lot more communicative with him, where he wasn't willing to really open about open up about why he didn't want to be more experimental sexually or things like that. I could be wrong. Um, Hindsight, looking back, we weren't very good at communicating. I definitely have learned that now. I did communicate my dissatisfactions in certain things and what I wanted to try and whatnot, but it got shut down instantly. And then what happens from that is the person that's opening up and trying to communicate and explore, you start to feel like there's something wrong with you or you're dirty or Mm. something like that because you want to try different things. And, you know, I've, I've had time now to learn from that experience and learn about myself and discover and things like that. And I just feel like I was suppressed sexually. And I learned in that that it doesn't get better. So communication is key, definitely. And that's, you know, through this podcast and all the people that I'm speaking to, 100% learning that. But I also think if it's not compatible, you know, and I'll, I call it the first session. It's not necessarily the first time you have sex, you know, sometimes, I don't know, too much alcohol or something's just not working, <laughs> whatever. But maybe, yeah. you know, you spend the night together in the morning, it's all much better or, you know, whatever. Things like that obviously can interrupt. But if if I find it interesting when I talk to a lot of my girlfriends, I'm like, how was the sex? And they're like, yeah, good. I'm like, that doesn't sound very convincing because for me I want it mm. to be fucking great. And if it's <laughs> not, I'm like, eh. because I've experienced both sides you know and well for me sex is important in a romantic relationship because I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a big thing that makes it different from a friendship is it a sexual connection yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's it's interesting uh you know I I've I've been through a very interesting growth process so if I kind of go back a little into my past it's like when 
when sex wasn't that good for me, I, I tended to kind of blame myself and I looked at my performance and I was like, what's going on? You know, like what, you know, did she orgasm? How long did I last? You know, and that really shamed me. I closed off what I think it caused caused separation. And then it made it a, not a compatible situation because I wasn't really opening up about what I was feeling. And I think that's difficult for men to do because they're, the mind makes it so much bigger than it really is where I think for, you know, when a guy actually opens up to a woman about his vulnerabilities, women love it. You know, <laughs> they're just like, Oh, you know, from my experience, it seems like, cause women are very open with each other, you know? And, um, I think that's a woman just wants that. She wants to see her, her man's vulnerability and, and his soft side and, and the things that he, you know, keeps secret or, or is embarrassed to talk about. So I think in the past that was something that would occur with me where now, uh, if I sleep with someone and I don't feel that it, we're, we're matching up, it's, um, it's a connection thing. You know, it's just, it, it's not just the sex. It's okay. I'm not it's really the connecting with this person. Is yeah. It the the X factor. There you go. I like that. <laughs> The X factor, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, have the X factor. So it needs mm-hmm. all four, I think. And I think you actually agree. You just, we're just calling it different words, but it's the same yes. thing, really, is the four areas. And you can break those areas down, but I've, I, this is my opinion and people can get angry at me for saying what I'm about to say or whatever, but that's cool, is, you know, I feel like people focus on surface level stuff. They focus on, you know, from a, is he loyal? Is he trustworthy? Does he have a job? Important things, but it's so surface level man on is that really what you're putting on the checklist to make sure this is a right match for you and yeah I've definitely worked out it's those four areas now and and then they're the umbrellas and then there's a whole lot of things obviously underneath each one of of what it is but x factor doesn't have anything it's just like that feeling (laughs) (laughs) well and I I, you know the more I think people can make these lists which I I think it's great you know I'm gonna have to try this this list thing well, i've been doing lists lately about get, a lot of yeah how can you have of, clarity if you don't have a list and clarity is how can you get what you want if you don't have clarity of what you want i'm jumping around here a little bit but i've even i was thinking about the sexual side and i was like i want to explore more and do more different things and then for a moment i was like self talk obviously to myself what does that even mean like can i even communicate that to a guy right now and i was like shit i don't even know what i want to explore so i was like what I'm going to have to work this out. And I created a sex list. And I, I was just going to say, yeah, time to make the list. <laughs> I made a list and I did some research and I'm like, yeah, I've tried all this stuff. This can go next level. I haven't tried this. I'm curious. And this is like no zone. And I've shared that list <laughs> I went on dates, even like first dates that somehow come up. And obviously oh dudes are like, can I see that list? And I laugh. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so hopefully I can get the sex I want because I know what I want now. But but before I created the list, I didn't really know what I wanted. I just knew that I wanted exploration, but what that looked like, I wasn't really sure. So I mm. encourage everyone out there, in order to get satisfaction in the bedroom, create a sex list of all the stuff that you want to experience and explore and start communicating that with your partner or while you're dating. And and the part that I'm talking about with dating, and we've spoken about this, you know, offline before, is I had an aha moment last year, I think sometime, like I personally love lingerie and I've felt like it hasn't been appreciated in past relationships and then I like shut down from that, right? 
But I was thinking about it, I'm like, no, nah, that's me. And if the dude's not as into it, which I know sounds weird, but it does happen, guys, then he's not right for me because then I'm going to start like reducing my light. I'm not being myself. So, and I'm not going to, I feel like somewhere like the invisible rules that you've talked about in society, one of them is that we're not supposed to dress up in lingerie until it's for our boyfriend and then also yeah. maybe on a special moment, right? They're the invisible rules. Where the hell did they come from? And I disagree with them and I my aha moment was stuff that I'm going to start buying myself more lingerie just like we do black dresses because you never know when you need it and it's for me as much as it is for whoever gets you know, to share that or whatever with. So I'm not going to do that in the dating phase. And if the reaction is not really there that I'm looking for, we're not sexually compatible. See ya next. Mm. Oh, interesting. Well, I could take that. There's so many levels to, to all that right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'll back it up a little bit. You know, I, I, lo- I love the idea of a, a sex compatibility list and, and, you know, the things you want sexually, I think it's it's important to to you know check in with the other person of of where they are with their level of trust and safety with each other you know mm-hmm. and and comfort to to go into that conversation um you know if i if I'm putting myself now and going to date and I ask a girl about sexual compatibility, I might before that be like, hey, like how are you feeling like in terms of do you, or do you feel comfortable to go into a topic of, of sex right now? Or do you want to build a little bit more of a connection with each other, a little bit of that to, to get to that vulnerable state? Because as a guy, obviously, first thing comes to mind when you say laundry and all that stuff, it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of laundry. Wonderful. All that stuff. If, I, if I'm not fully comfortable with a woman or, or feel that we have a connection where, I, where we can like, explore that, it might be intimidating for me. And that's not her fault. That's, that's me. That's something that I need to work on within myself or not need to, would can explore. But um, I might need to have a little more of a vulnerable connection with her before she's like, well, hey, like, what do you think about just having sex in public when on a hike and stuff like that? It's like, yeah, when I'm connecting with a girl, I'd love to have sex in public. That'd be great. But, you know, so girl, what's happening when if you're not, then you just you just don't want to have sex with her. Is that's what is really happening or? Well, I mean, maybe or just even just like hearing like, let's say you and I are on a date and, and you're like and you just we're talking about stuff and you're like, yeah, like um, we start talking about sex and stuff and you throw something out there um, that, you know, I like it. I like it here and things like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, if I'm if I'm like in that mode of being connected with you, I'm open to doing that. Like if it's in the moment, things like that happens. Great. But I think, you know, everyone's different and there might be a guy, let's say a guy is like, you know, I'm into, or a woman's like, I'm into getting, I I like getting choked, you Mm -hmm. know, I get choked and having sex and we're, I'm don't feel like I know her on a comfort level or like a vulnerable level. I'm like, well, what kind of like, you know, when I say vulnerability, like where you're sharing some of your softer spots that you don't share with a lot of people and she comes out with like, I want to get choked. I'm kind of like, well, okay, like that's fine, but let me, let me get to know a little bit of your softer sides so that we can kind of create this connection. And then I feel comfortable coming up and, and choking you during sex. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, if you just throw it out there. It's like, oh shit. All right. Uh, and, and, you know, probably what's going to happen in human nature, I might judge her, you know, but 
if I can get to know her more, then that Which is a projection of you, yeah. if you're judging mm-hmm. her, in my Absolutely. opinion. So, Absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> but the, the other part of this as well is I think if you have enough self-love for yourself, you're comfortable enough to be – it gets to the point where you're like, I don't give a shit how you react to this. You're either okay with it or you're not. And I realise that if you're not, that's cool – not compatible, you know, because this is mine or you're projecting to me right now and this is about what's going on with you and not about mm. me. I understand it would be different from for a male a little bit in talk, trying to talk to a female about it, but shout out to my brother. He uses my podcast to draw start these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Works a treat every single time as well um, because he's understanding through our conversations and listening to my podcast how important it is to have these conversations during dating and making sure that there's sexual compatibility. So there can be different softer ways to bring the yeah. conversations up. You don't have to be like, Hey, what's up? I like to be choked. You into choking or what? Like, you know. I like it. I like a porn style right now, right on this table. Let's do this. Yeah, you Have we can, ordered it, yet? Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it could be as simple as like literally someone like on a date mentioning this episode right now, like, oh, I listen to this interesting podcast episode about sexual compatibility when dating. What do you think? Yeah. Opens Absolutely. Up the floor. You know, I, I think that, you know, to what you're saying is, you know, if a guy's, let's say if I have some nerves about something or, or I'm a little intimidated by something, intimidated by something, then I might not be right for you right now because you're on a, in, for you, you're in a place where you're like, look, I know what I want. I'm in this place and um, this is what I'm comfortable with. So then it's like, okay, you know, that, that doesn't match up. So yeah, that exactly. makes sense. Yeah. And I'm self-aware that I'm an alpha female and I need a strong alpha male and it's not judgments or anything like that. It's just like, we're not vibing on the same frequency and all those mm. four areas that I've talked about, intellectual, emotional, sexual and physical compatibility for those three. And then X factor it doesn't matter where you are on it. It's just about is your frequency and vibe the same as the other person? And if it's a mismatch, this relationship is probably a mismatch. And that's what leads me to my next statement slash question mm-hmm. is, you know, I don't have the hard facts in front of me, but I think a majority of infidelities in marriages and in, you know, serious long-term relationships occur because the couples are not sexually compatible. Um, I know that sometimes one person can accidentally fall in love with someone else, and that's cool, you know, I accept that. But I'm talking about majority of affairs here. So what do you think? Ooh, that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Um, I definitely think it for sure comes into play, um, especially when people have been together for a long time and, they get comfortable, you know, and they're, they're not, they're not exploring and they're not even talking about it much. Um, which I think happens a lot, especially when you go through having kids with each other, you, you, you know, you witness your body, the, your body going through changes and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, there's nothing left to the imagination. So you have to put a little more effort into, um, creating that X factor again of, you know, romanticizing and doing things like that. So I think the sexual compatibility, can definitely go out the window. And, um, I think if you had a, you know, your checklist at the beginning, it, it probably helps a lot. Um, I'm all about I've, filter. I don't want to waste time on things. I don't want to spend my thirties in the wrong relationship and then go, Oh shit. Now I'm 40 and I screwed up. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to, you know, if you're going to be in a big relationship, you know, I think 
the main commitment, even with marriage, is you know we have those general commitments like oh, I'll be there for you, whatever happens. Da, 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 but it's for like better for worse, uh, and then the worst yeah. comes, and then everyone's out the door. <laughs> exactly. I, I, you know, I'm willing to explore the uncomfortable shit that occurs down the road when we're going through changes because we're going to change and we don't know what we're going to yeah. be like when we're 50 and 50 60 you know and so we it's important again it comes back to communication of like where are you like what are you wanting now you know i've i've know i know a lot of married couples i know people who cheated on their husband or wife or not or happy i've all and i've talked in depth with a lot of different people where the sex was was fine they're having sex consistently it's great for for was one it good of the people, or was it really great? No, it's always been great. It's always it's okay. always great. But as they got older, one of them needed a little more. You know that they they changed and they they needed a little more just attention in a different way, and they felt a lot of times like lonely. You know, and and where the other person was just like, hey, you know, let's have sex, let's do this, and and is was just as into it, but the intellect was had changed. And they got married young, so. So someone I think got still, smarter. I think still Did someone get smarter and outsmart the other smarter one? Smarter or deeper, you know, okay. willing to talk about things. But you know what? What's neat would be great was to redo a checklist, right? Mm. If you have a checklist beginning and you're married for twenty years, let's do another checklist, and then let's see. You know, you're married, so let's let's meet each other at that. Let's let's explore that. And I think that's why you know relationships and marriages are difficult if, if you're not, you know, because you got to get uncomfortable with yourself after you've been with someone for 25 years. And I think that can be pretty hard to do. So you got to be willing to, to do that and explore those depths. So I'd love, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to try your checklist here. I'm going to make a, a little <laughs> list for myself, which will be fun because initially it's going to start off as like what I like, what I like with another person, but I think it's going to get really introspective, right? Because you're like, well, yeah. what is really, what really is it, going on It with is me? interesting when you do it. Yeah. It really is. Like when I had that moment and I've been talking about this sexual compatibility for a few years now, but then I really was thinking about it end of last year, started this year. And I was like, actually, what does that actually mean to me? Like I actually couldn't answer what that means, which means I can't communicate it clearly. So, and that's not fair if I was in a relationship or about to enter into one that we're not, you know, he's not satisfying me if I actually don't know what I want. How can he come to the party on yeah. that if I don't even know what I want? Like, and, you know, men are not mind readers. I know a lot of women seem to feel like you guys are, <laughs> but you, that would make you superhuman, but there's no humans that are mind readers. So <laughs> we need to communicate. Not yet. We can we can definitely feel energies. Everyone can and, yeah. and intuition, but mind readers. I don't know. That may be possible down the road when we get more of our brain going. But yeah, I, I, it's a very interesting question with the infidelities. I think that you could definitely tie it to your your four things of sexual compatibility because I think what people initially go to is sexual compatibility is surface level stuff. You know, and and I think this list um, is actually much is very deep. You know, because it's. It's not just about like different sex positions and no. having an orgasm and stuff like that. It's uh, it's about like just your your core and and your own intimate relationship with yourself. So different things that can be on the list. <laughs> not going to admit what I have an opinion on here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Should we do uh, another podcast? Because I'd love to talk about that stuff. <laughs> you do your list and start exploring. We can yeah. ch- check these checklists. Part two. <laughs> adventures. Outdoor adventures. Kinky. Tied up. Blindfolds. Dress up. Lingerie. He dresses up. Strip teasers. Lap dancers. Teasing the body with props. Food. Feathers. Tantric, animalistic, spontaneous sex, you know, threesome, swinger start lifestyle, open relationship, um, dominatrix, you know, there's a whole host of levels that we can go here for the list. Like I looked at Fifty Shades, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey for inspiration. Um, <laughs> yeah, to I was my like, yes, I love Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> but you know, my point is, it's, and it's not a right or wrong. It's just like, where are you at? What would you like to explore? What have you tried? But maybe is there you've You've tried at a certain level, but you may maybe you tried at level one, and you could go to level two, level three, level four, on that or whatnot. What are you know? Like on that list, I read out some things. There's there's stuff on there that's no for me as well, um, and I'm very I feel very confident on no. And there's other things, and I'm like, ah, maybe I'll give it a go, and. I'll let you know because you know I don't have an opinion <laughs> yet, and then I'll have an opinion. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a yes. You want to explore a maybe curious, open, and then a like hell no. I'm I'm I really feel like I'm not going to be into that for whatever reason. And when mm. you're communicating these lists, it's okay if if you're not into some of the same stuff. I mean, if you're not into all of what's on each other's list, I think there's a problem. But if there's something on that list and the other party's not interested in it, but you've got five things and there's one thing they're not into and you're able to communicate it, that's cool. That doesn't mean you're not compatible because you've still got the four other things that you're going to explore together. Does that make sense? Okay. But if yeah, you're- Yeah, makes sense, yeah not able to have the conversation, it's not comfortable, it's not flowing, it's not on the same frequency, then I don't think you're sexually compatible and then you could end up still continuing on and then ending up in a relationship with this person and then, oh, my God, five years went by and I've just realised that I'm not sexually um, satisfied and now I feel like I need to go elsewhere to get it. Yeah, which that happens quite a bit. You know, and if you're able to, I mean, again, it just comes back to that communicating it opening up that that thing um i think those are i think those are all great things and i mean to me i'm i'm a all a bit more a free spirit I, I love just talking about all that stuff and understanding what's going on with the person who's into it like oh what do you like about that or yeah. what do you feel like tell me about that that's very curious and i think i'm willing I, i'm pretty open to to most things um you know there's probably a couple ones where i'm like yeah no i don't you know probably don't want a dildo in my <laughs> asshole uh that probably won't ever happen sorry and and then uh, not that that would ever be on my list but if it was on my list i'd be like well that's okay i can accept that that but one we like, can no, let go that's yeah. all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's i i would i would recommend men for sure to to put a list together um men and women i think it's it's fantastic to have that because I think it just brings a lot more awareness to yourself. Um, and then it'd be, it's, it, it's a fun, to me, it's a fun topic. I can understand how it can be uncomfortable for people, but I think what this always comes back to is, is don't be afraid to, to try it and to open up to it and to just explore it. And, you know, we can, we can go on dates all the time. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, uh, we're going to use the cliche, plenty of fish in the sea or whatever. So, so have some fun on a couple of dates, you know, throw, throw some wild cards out there. And maybe that might be the thing that gets you 
a long-term relationship that's really fruitful, you know, and, and grows. I like shock factor. I deliberately say something sometimes for shock factor. It's just a little bit of um, we call it shits and giggles in Australia, which is just yeah, more like. shits and giggles is good. Oh, you know that too here? Cool. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of entertainment for myself, but also probably legitimately wanting to find something out. But I recognize that I'm saying it in a little bit of an interesting way, <laughs> which will get a get a, get um, a reaction. Raised. <laughs> yeah, or the stunned mullet face. It's hilarious. <laughs> Particularly that's that it's coming funny. from a female. I get that, but that's cool. Well, so, and that's a you know that's that's a whole another topic of just it's like almost taboo sometimes for a female to be so open sexually, which it's, you know, it's not really fair. It's like what stereotypically men get to be the, the sluts of the world, you know, mm. and, and women don't get to like, and to obviously to me, I think women are much more sexual than men. So it's like, well, that's not fair. Uh, so I like when a woman is, is pretty open and, and, free sexually uh willing to talk about it isn't there the saying in some song i can't remember where a man wants a lady you know out on the streets into the public and a freak in the bedroom yeah you've got to accept that side of her then no judgment you want the freak in the bedroom you want the amazing sex you can't judge on that or else you're not going to get it well and if you're gonna judge let's let's have that conversation what what are what are you judging and what are you feeling when you're judging because that's that's a whole nother thing yeah? mm. that's what I love to get into like what are you know you're feeling jealousy okay you're throwing you're telling me hey don't go talk to that girl that makes you feel jealous well that jealous feeling's already inside of you so let's explore why that jealous feeling's inside of you let's go deeper yeah, it's got not that's got nothing to do with you it's got everything to do with her exactly yeah yeah so I'm at the point, actually, when I'm dating a guy or something, he does something that I'm, like, I don't particularly like. I recognize it and I might make my opinion whether I go on another date with him or not. But in the end, I, I detach as well because, like, I could take it personally and then I'm just laugh at myself if I start to go down that road. So I'm like, <laughs> it's a reflection of him, not me. He just projected. Uh, <laughs> yes. Beautiful. That's, that's, uh, that's what we need more in this world, you know? Yeah. Understanding that instead of reacting, being like, well, hold on, this isn't even about me, probably. Yeah. yeah. It often is not about me. you. And that's what I look at. I'm like, oh, that was a douchebag move. I'm like, oh, all about him, nothing about me. But <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I think it's I think it's great. I think it's just great to to open up these containers more. And I think it I think it actually can can tie people together really well. You know, even if the, if it's not compatible, then it's like you leave that situation and that person's probably thinking about it like, Oh no, that, that was interesting to hear that or have that conversation. And that person might carry it on to, to other conversations. So you're linking, you know, just more awareness to, to open up our sexuality and, and, you know, talk about it more and, and it'd be acceptable, which. Yeah. I think we should all be comfortable with our sexuality. And unfortunately religion has made it a bad thing apparently. And, and if you do research back way back, sexuality and spirituality were actually quite intellect interlinked. Right. And if you look at the um, Kundalini energy mm-hmm. with yoga, it's sexual energy and creative energy in one. It's both. Yeah. It's connected, you know. Absolutely. So I just find that interesting. But we've got to break down those fears and break down those beliefs that aren't even our beliefs, right? They've been ingrained in humanity for hundreds of years, thousands of years, whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to – you got anything to add? 
No, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the the sexual energy. I mean, sexual desire is is the strongest desire. And and what if we you talk about Kundalini and stuff? What are you able to take sexual desire and and let it flow through your whole body and use it in other parts of your life, not just for sex. You know, it's creativity like, man, is it, where it can be used. Creativity, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, bust the door, bust the door wide open. You know, for for, for people um, as opposed to keeping it in in the mm. realm of just. Uh, just sex only, you know, and uh, so I agree with you. So I yeah, saying. I use sexual energy <laughs> for creativity because I understand the power of it now mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. the two are actually combined. So, but I'm going to leave it there cause it's been a great conversation. So I'm looking forward to hearing about your list offline <laughs> Yes, <laughs> when you create uh, it. <laughs> and all my friends out there, your lists when you're ready to share them with me. And Absolutely. I hope, yeah, this inspires you to create a list to maybe think about it and, yeah, start the conversation about sex when you're dating. And I suggest, like I said before, to break the ice, you could share about this podcast because I know some of these topics that I like to talk about are a little bit out there. So you can just see how someone reacts to that. That's great as well. But my three takeaways for everyone listening is. I personally believe add sexual compatibility to your checklist. I'm not saying it's the only thing, but I'm saying add it as one of the important aspects when dating. Talk about sex openly in the dating phase. This is what Esther Perel calls erotic intelligence. And believe in yourself. Have enough self-love to be yourself authentically. And if the other person that you're dating isn't into the thing that you're into or is judgy towards you like understand that that's a reflection of them and not you and it also just means that you're not sexually compatible at all and also you know as I say rejection is often redirection into the onto the right path or onto the right thing so if there's rejection happening accept it and actually see it as a good thing and see that you're being redirected to the right person so they're my three takeaways for today's little chat (laughs) Thanks for talking about sexual compatibility with me today. Yeah, it was was very fun. I enjoyed it very much so. And uh, I love your three takeaways. I think the biggest thing is is dive deep inside yourself, man. Get get to your core. Make love to yourself. You know, there's that's a a wonderful energy that does exist as much as a lot of people don't think it does. That that kundalini energy is uh, opens up the world. You know, once you make love to yourself and fall in love with yourself, you're going to fall in love with the world and be wide open. So, that's a beautiful thing. You see the world with different different glasses. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sarah. You have just listened to Our Deepest Secrets Revealed podcast with Sarah Finlay. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted to our next episode. Connect with us via Twitter. And if you have any questions, please email my question at ourdeepestsecretsrevealed.com. Help us get the word out there and email a friend or two today about this episode. You can go over to iTunes and share the episode directly to a friend via a tweet, Facebook Messenger share, or post it to your profile. Otherwise, you can copy the link and email it. Thank you so much for sharing. Until next time, keep shining enjoyed this episode of our deepest secrets reveal head over to itunes to subscribe rate and leave a review it's like leaving a tip and really appreciate it thank you